Welcome to Cancer Connection. I'm Sarah Humphrey, um, and, and we are so excited um, to have Tammy on with us today um, to hear her story, how the Lord helped her through her cancer battle. Thank you for coming on today, Tammy. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So why don't you tell everyone how your, how your cancer battle started? Well, I have a family history of cancer, and so I have always gone in and gotten all the checks you can get. And my mom was diagnosed in April last year with two different types of breast cancer. And due to the uh, extensive family history that we have of not only breast cancer, but cancer, um, she had genetic testing done and it said that I'll um, find a high risk clinic and get involved with that to get the get screening done. Normally I have my mammograms done in June but because I was waiting for paperwork back to give me the permission to go to a high-risk clinic, I didn't get in until July, and I didn't have my mammogram, which is when they found my, um, they found a spot. It was called a cluster, um, and they wanted me to come back in for uh, more testing than I knew then. I knew right then as soon as I got that, that I had cancer. There was no doubt in my mind. I didn't have to wait for them to do any more testing because I'd been doing it for so many years. I knew. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I had gone in for my scan. Well, I found a lump first and then I went to have it checked out and they were doing a biopsy and they got the whole thing and and then, then the guy who did the biopsy said, you know, this is probably cancer, so I just want you to be aware and be ready for this. And then I was having the, um, I was having the um, the other X-ray done that I needed, and the person that was doing the X-ray said, you know, if they if they tell you that 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 you need to go ahead with surgery, you need to do it. So that, that, mm. that that's what I remember them saying. But yes. yeah. They kept telling me through the testing and then through the biopsy, oh, yeah, they, they, 80% of these come back non-cancerous, and I just looked at them and smiled. <laughs> I right. knew better. Right. Mm. Let's see. Well, uh, okay, so when you found that, um, w what was your treatment plan from your doctor once, you, once they found out? Um, because of the significant history of cancer my family when my husband and I got married I told him if I was ever diagnosed with breast cancer they were gone I, I was going to have both of them removed that because I don't want I didn't want chemo and I didn't want radiation because I've watched so many of my family members go and they still die um, so when we got in there I I told her I wanted them both removed and she almost looked because with my family history and the type of cancer I had she was going to suggest that and she thought she was going to have to talk me into it. Mm. So that was my treatment plan. Get rid of them. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, I said, she mentioned that to me and I still had to go through chemo, but I knew that it wasn't worth it for me to keep them. So no. I, I knew it was just time and I, I was okay yeah. with that. Well, and then they asked me about the reconstruction and I had already done my research on that. And there was, 
so many people that had issues with the reconstruction and you still have to do mammograms. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's insane. I'm not doing any of that anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I had gone ahead with the reconstruction um, and it was, it was certainly a process. Um, but I just, so far it's working out pretty well. Um, well, good. But I, I just, I thought it was worth the try. So I had to, I had to try. So, but, but no issues so far. So thankful for that. Um, so, yes. So, so you didn't need any chemo or radiation? No, they, what I was considered stage zero. Uh, my doctor said that she does not know how they caught this as small as it was. Matter of fact, they did not know this until after the surgery, but when they did the biopsy, they actually got all of the cancer with the biopsy. Oh, wow. She Thank said that you. is very rare and very, and she, she's never seen it happen before. Wow. Wow. So I didn't need radiation or chemo, but they suggested because mine was hormone positive that I do some hormone blockers and I chose not to do that. I've chosen to change my diet in my lifestyle in order to um, suppress the hormones instead of taking meds. That's a really good idea. Has it worked pretty well? Well, you have to, it's extremely hard. You have to get rid of sugar and grains and any kind of preservatives in food. You've got, you've got to watch the meat you eat because um, they feed hormones to animals and you don't want um, grain fed animals. So you got to look for the grass fed free range. Um, there's a lot of things you got to keep, keep an eye on. And that's what we're trying to do. So. Okay. Well, I understand how that is. Um, I was also H2 positive, um, and I had gone ahead with the hormone blockers, but it was not easy. It was a tough time. My mom has to do all of that. Wow. Uh, but yes, I just remember after I finished with chemo, they said, okay, we want you to have, 12 more rounds of this and I did 11 after that was over they said okay now we're going to put you on oral oral pills for 10 years I said no I'm not doing any more of this I I, right. I am done I can't do anymore I've kind of been beaten down and then beaten again <laughs> so um after the hormone blockers I would just said I'm I'm done I, I'm gonna keep an eye on this but I'm not gonna do anymore Right. Well, and I get our eggs from the farm, from free range, to, and I don't drink cow's milk. I drink goat's milk. So I'm already doing, you know, um, a lot of, I had a, I had a hysterect, complete hysterectomy when I was 34 because my, um, of some of the health issues I had with that. Mm -hmm. And I was precancerous with that. So mm -hmm. I've already been down that road. I'd already kind of changed my diet a little bit. So it wasn't too hard to go the rest of the way. Oh, understandable. Um, also, I wanted to ask you, um, how has the Lord been with you through all this? I mean, I'm so glad that you didn't have to go through the chemo and all that, but I know it's been hard for you to change a lot of things. Well, the Lord, you know, I had been getting my mammograms here in town, and they have been telling me for years that I had dense breast tissue and that it would hide cancer, but nobody did anything else. You know, they just kind of blew me off, wouldn't take me serious. And the Lord put me someplace else out of town. Um, he, so he put me right where I needed to be. He put me, he gave me a peace through this whole thing. I mean, I had, my doctor was, they kept trying to check me for depression and all this. And, and they were very shocked at how my response was. 
and I told him it was, I, I just have a peace. God has given me a peace and I, and I just want to be a testimony for him. Yes. I know just what you're talking about when you say peace. Um, when I was still going through my first, uh, early on, my first six rounds of chemo, which is what I started with, um, they they put they try to put you on um, on medication, antidepressants, yes. and things. And I wasn't taking those because I didn't want to add more to the stuff I was already getting. Um, and so, um, you know, so I would go in there and they would say, well, you know, how is this affecting you? How are, how are these meds affected? I said, well, they're not, I'm not taking them. I don't want to add more to this mess. And they would say, well, how is it making you feel? I said, I'm not taking them. <laughs> so it just, I didn't want to add on to more of, of the things that I was taking. But I totally know what you're saying when you're talking about the Lord gives you a peace. And I prayed about it. I was a mess when I got my diagnosis and found out I was going to be on chemo. I just, I couldn't handle it so I just I I prayed about it every day I cried it out and there's a point where you just you run out of tears and you say Lord I, this I'm putting this in your hands because I am out of options and your way is the best way anyway so I should have put this in your hands first and then you go with it and he gives you this peace and it's wonderful because you just you're not so afraid anymore you're not worried about anything Right. I know they tried to do that to my mom, put her on the medication, and she told the lady she could take it and what she could do with it. Right. <laughs> I should have tried that myself. I, I never think of these things in the moment. <laughs> she said, you're the one stressing me out. Yes. Yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Um, also, I wonder what what kind of advice can you give to someone that is going through something similar th that you've gone through? Can you give any advice? Um, my biggest thing is, first and foremost, you, you've got to trust God, and then you've got to satur saturate yourself with His Word. When things seem overwhelming, get into His Word. Don't think about yourself. Think about others, because there are always people who are worse off than us, and if we can just on praying for them and not focus on ourselves, then I think that helped that helped me get through it. Very true. Very true. I remember help I remember talking to people and I'd be at the cancer center and it was just great to talk to someone that was going through something similar to you. I mean it may not have been the exact same thing, but these people are there and they know what you're going through. So it, yes. it just it gives you a great peace. Yes. Do you have a favorite verse you would like to share? Well, that that's a oxymoron. I can't just pick one. I mean, Agreed. There's, it's hard. The, the first one that actually comes to my mind, I love the book of Job. I've just like, anytime I've ever gone through anything, I run to Job. Um, they're, they're just nobody worse off than what Job was, I feel. Very true. Very true. But he says in Job 121, um, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return hither. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It doesn't matter what we do. He's in charge, and he's in charge of everything that goes on. Um, and then you jump to the New Testament to James, where he tells us, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. I mean, he takes us through every single trial. Yes. And then you've got, you know, Philippians, you know, 121 that says, for me to live as Christ and to die gain. We can't lose, you know. Um, no matter what happens to us, we don't lose. Very true. Very true. Um, 
is um, I just thought of one more question that would go well with this. But um, is there anything that you that you wish you would have known ahead of time that may have helped you later? To be process? honest with you, the I, I already knew walking into this what I was looking at because with I mean my mom was third generation. I'm fourth generation breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So and it's on both sides of the family. It's on my mom's side and my dad. So I knew I was coming into this. I said, the only thing is I wish I figured I had another 10, 20 years. <laughs> right. Right. I didn't think I'd get it in my forties. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, did, did you have a pretty good uh, um, um, support group around a group of people to help with, whether at church or um, family, were they pretty helpful? How were they helpful? Oh yes, absolutely. I have, I mean, just my family, my neighbors, our church family, uh, my husband, who is like, he's my, you know, right-hand man. He just, whatever, you know, he didn't, he wanted me taken care of. He wanted me healthy. So he was just so supportive. Um, matter of fact, when he's got a bad back. So when I needed a shower, cause I couldn't even use my arms, he went to the neighbor and said, would you please come give my wife a shower? I cannot do it. And he was in tears knowing he could not help me. Wow. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, Family and and spouses are very helpful. My husband was certainly helpful to me when I had had surgery for the reconstruction. Um, um, they 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 give you these tubes where the fluid is supposed to drain out, and mm-hmm. and that was the hardest part for me when I was taking a shower because I had three of these little things hanging around me. But, um, mm. um, and so I had to figure out a way I could get in the shower and, and he rigged up this, um, it was, it was a lanyard I could put around my neck to attach him so I could shower. He, he He's pretty genius like that. He comes up with ways to make things work. It's kind of fun to watch his mind work. So that was kind of <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was, it was very uh, interesting and it was very encouraging to watch my husband help me through the stages of chemo because he would always come up with these creative ways um, to make things work. And I I was always Mm. very thankful for that. I always tell everyone he's my better half because he comes up with things that I don't. (laughs) Yeah. I I told my husband, I, I said, I don't even feel like I should get to hold the term of, you know, breast cancer survivor because Really, they found mine so quick, and, you know, I didn't have to go through any of the bad things that everyone else, and I, I guess I told them, I said, sometimes I don't feel like I've suffered enough through this. Mm. You know, I, I had, it was a walk in the park for me, so to speak, and, but it, it, it's a testimony to, you know, that early detection, people just need to go in and get checked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and so how are you moving on after this differently? I remember after that I got through this, I mean, I mean, of course, as you said, you have to stay saturated in the word. And that's what I've, I've, I've stayed in God's word and, and it's like, it's a daily relationship and it's like you're, it's like a constant conversation is what I tell people. It's just, you're always talking back and forth. Um, yes. But, anyway, um, but, it, but, it, but are there any ways that, that you've been able to keep um um, to keep in his word each day like do you plan uh, daily devotionals things like that yes i i the first thing i do every morning is i read well i try to sometimes my schedule you know sometimes you wake up late but i read proverbs and psalms every single morning um and i just i just don't if i don't read it in the morning then my day just does not go well um and I have my own business, so I travel from client's house to client's house. So I use that time in between traveling to pray. 
to talk to the Lord and to try, you know, pray for missionaries, to pray for my church family, to, you know, to just praise him. And then at night when everything's calmed down and I'll sit and do my devotions at night, um, when I've got a couple cats and a dog laying on me. (laughs) I know what you mean. I have four dogs and, 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 and we just ended up adopting another beagle. So now we're up to four. So it's kind of a full house. (laughs) Yeah. We have four cats and a dog, so I understand. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of keeps you busy. I know. (laughs) I know when after my surgery, I had, I had gotten, we had a gas leak in our house that we, I didn't, my, our water heater went out the week before my surgery and it took Mm. them a week to get a new one in. Well, when they hooked it up, there was a gas leak and we didn't catch it because while I had surgery the next day and I was in the house and Mm. Um, I ended up getting really, really sick in my throat and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me at the doctor's office. They just had no idea. The symptoms were just too weird, but one of them was my throat was killing me and they couldn't figure out why. Well, we had just gotten a little kitten, Simba. He was about a pound and a half, two pounds. And one night I was sitting there crying, asking the Lord just to help my throat calm down because nothing was working. He crawled up on my, uh, up on my head when I was laying in the recliner and I kept telling him, just get off, Simba. And he laid down across my neck and started purring. Hmm. And that purr calmed my throat down, and I went to sleep. Wow. So I just remember, because I remember praying, Lord, would you please just help calm my throat down? And about that time, he came up and he laid across my throat. So, yeah, the Lord answers in mysterious ways. Very true. Very true. And and sometimes you and sometimes and and you just don't even know where the answer's going to come from. That's no. Sure. A, a little kitten laying on your throat purring. Could you? I mean, right. how does that calm you out, down a sore throat? Right. Uh, well, well, I know that the Lord has a way of using the tools that He needs, and it's pretty yep. fun to watch. Yeah. Yes, it, it's amazing to watch how He He takes care of us. It is. Yes. I remember after I was going through chemo and they wanted me to keep going on and on. And my husband, Jonathan, said, he said, you know what? You don't need to do any more of this. The Lord said that that you've been made well. You need to stand on that. So I prayed about that. I'm thinking, you know, you're right. That That is true. And then, and then the Lord told me when I was praying, he said, you need to listen to your husband. And, mm. and I just... And I thought, well, okay then. And so I went to Jonathan. And I said, the Lord said, I need to listen to you. So you're right. I'm going to the doctor's office today, and I'm going to tell him no more. So that's what I did. Yep. <laughs> he gives us, he gives us our husbands for a reason. That's true. That's true. But would you have anything else you would like to add? I can't think of anything. Oh, well, well, thank you so much for coming on today. This was a great conversation, and I, I know that your testimony is going to give encouragement to a lot of people. I sure hope so. Yeah, would you like to say a prayer? Uh, yes, I sure can. Okay. Lord, I thank you so much for Sarah and for this um, podcast that she has. I thank you, Lord, that you have brought us through breast cancer, Lord, and you and you are using us to be a witness for you. May you continue to allow us to uh, be ready, always willing and able to give an answer for the hope that is in us, Lord. And it's you. You give us the hope to go from this day to the next day. No one's promised tomorrow, Lord, but may we use the days you've given us to bring glory and honor to your name and to proclaim your praise 
uh, and what you've done for us. Again, I just thank you for all that you do, and I just pray you watch over us and um, keep us in your care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. If you would just stay on the line for just a minute. Again, this is Sarah Humphrey, and we are so thankful to have Tammy on with us today. I would like to hear your story. So if you have a story you would like to share, you can email me at cancerconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you would like to write in, Sarah Humphrey at P.O. Box 2286, Kansas City, Kansas, 66110. I will see you next time on Cancer Connection. <laughs>